Welcome to a workplace. I haven't punched anyone at work. What happens when someone says you were giving him googly eyes? I only wear tight see-through t-shirts. How much do you compromise to get what you want? Moms who work are just parenting two times. This is like modern work. Well, you could give the job to him, but I'll do it for less. That's sexual harassment. Sorry I'm not wearing makeup. This is just how I look. Working. <laughs> and having a vagina. <laughs> Here we go. We're getting started. I'm Diana Pfeiffer. I'm Paige Slaughter. And today we are talking about guns. Guns. <laughs> Honestly, I was a little like, yeesh. That's what everyone will think when they see the title guns. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Because, well, I don't know why. There's such a stigma. There's such a stigma around guns. Gun control. Guns at school. Gun violence. Guns gun, don't pe- kill people. Gun, people kill people. That's right. That, you got it. You got it out. <laughs> um, what I want to talk about today in regard to guns, one is how we feel about them because it is a very polarizing thing. How we can use them, if you should use them, because it's not for everybody. But if you are someone who is listening and you say, you are the type of person who says, ugh, I hate guns, and you cringe when you hear the topic come up, you are exactly who should stick around for this. Because, you know, I think we can, I think we can clear the air on some things here. Mm. So, I want to start by saying, the first gun was invented <laughs> in the ninth century by the Chinese. Because that's where gunpowder was created. And um, people, historians, I suppose, people who study these things, <laughs> consider Chinese fire lances to be the first gun. So they were like these long bamboo tubes or metal tubes that just shot flames or shrapnel at people. Not very successfully, but that's like what was considered the first gun. So it's like a very slow-moving bullet. <laughs> okay, so you said because they had gunpowder. So... The gunpowder came before the shrapnel. The gunpowder did come. That came in the 9th century. The fire lances came in the 10th century. So I don't have, like, Uh exact dates because I looked at one not verified source on the internet. (laughs) And I said, good enough. So if I'm wrong, great. Don't care. Nobody cares. You hate guns. Why are you even listening? So anyway. Okay. So a lot of people say, ugh, I hate guns. And I understand that because they are the topic of so much um, destruction and violence and they take lives and it's very, very somber. It's a very somber topic. Um, But I think what people mean to say when they say they hate guns is that they really respect what they can do. They respect that there is a lot of damage that can be done with a weapon. Mm -hmm. And there are very few things we can hold in our hand and go, oops, and kill somebody, you know, right? That's a very scary thing. And that's why I think a lot of people say that they hate guns. So here's my story that I'd like to share. Tell (laughs) us. The first time, not the first time I shot a gun, because I shot a rifle for the first time, I think. I don't know. It was not a memorable day. It was on a date. Anyway, um... The first time I shot a pistol, 
Uh, actually, I think was also on that same first date. <laughs> but the first time I really remember shooting a pistol and had to do it well um, was for a training event. And I was not getting it. it, it is, it's very hard to shoot a short weapon um, because your hand is shaky and your fingers are not like, you think you have good finger control until you have to pull a trigger and then you're like jerking the front of the weapon all over the place and your bullets fly everywhere. Yeah, and like a tiny movement in your hand, like a hundred yards away is like a very correct far away. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you got it. Um, I don't know what body of math that falls mm. under, but... I don't know, geometry? I suppose that would be an easy it's one. It's like A squared plus B squared. Right, yeah. Your firing line is your hypotenuse, perhaps? I don't know. Oish. Agreed. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, any slight movement in your finger when you pull a trigger is magnified over the distance and... As such, it is very hard to shoot a pistol accurately. And I was in this training event. It was pouring rain. Okay, wait. Was this before you knew you're going to go into the military? This was during the military. This was like after you signed up. Yes, this was after I signed up and went through like a boot camp esque training period. And then we had another six months of training. So it was during that other. Si- I was an officer, so officers don't go through boot camp, per se. They go through officer candidate school in the Marine Corps, which is just officer boot camp, basically. And after that period, you're like, okay, you made it. You can be in the Marine Corps now. Now go do six months of infantry training, where you, like, shoot and go to the field and do all these other fun things. Okay. So... This was during that period. And during this period, you're being evaluated on everything because if you get bad grades and get bad scores, you get a bad job, and then the next four years are going to be real painful. Yeah. So. Because you're in it by that point. That's it. You're stuck. Yeah. You get what you get. So I'm out there on the range with, at first, the whole class. And then I did so poorly that I had to be taken away from the class and held back while everybody else did I don't know what else. They left. And then me and, you know, six other people who failed miserably on this firing challenge, <laughs> this firing um, event, had to just stay and shoot until we reached a minimum score, which was just demoralizing. It was pouring rain. I'm already not good at this. My glasses are fogging up because you have to wear protective eyewear. And this guy who's teaching me is making things worse because, well, I'm PMSing, first of all. So I'm already in a terrible mood. And I don't know, when you PMS, I lose my sense of timing. I kind of lose some athleticism. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to play, well, I play tennis, but I used to play tennis competitively. And every time I had to play while I was PMSing, my timing was completely off and it sucked. There was nothing I could do about it. And this was kind of the same. So I was PMSing, crap mood, humiliated. I was doing well in all the other events except this one thing. So it was really eating at me. And I have this like guy who is, I don't know, 19. And he's got these glasses and he's like kind of a guy that breathes through his mouth. He's got like, you know, like a fish face. Like he just mouth hangs open. He's like kind of fat. 
<laughs> which are all things you shouldn't be in the military. <laughs> Unless you're teaching other people how to shoot guns. <laughs> I guess so. Well, when you, uh, when you are an instructor, it is hard to stay in shape, I think, sometimes. But anyways, it was all things that I was groomed to dislike <laughs> at the time. And... He's standing in front of me and his advice, his golden advice is don't look at the target. Isn't that like a line from a movie? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is because this kid was unoriginal and unhelpful. And all he kept saying was don't look at the target. Don't look at the target. And I'm standing there at the height of my mood swings. <laughs> With a gun in my hand, with a loaded gun in my hand, and I was like, I could make this look like an accident. But I'm here to tell you, you can PMS real hard with a gun in your hand and still not shoot somebody. <laughs> so this is the moral of the story. Like, this guy was driving me insane, and okay, I didn't pause. kill him. Okay, What <laughs> are you supposed to look at? <laughs> a fantastic question. Was my question as well. What do I look at, you jackass? If I'm not supposed to look at the target, where the f*** do I look? <laughs> you? Am I supposed to shoot you? And he was, like, standing in front of me, which was not a good place. Like, you're not supposed to stand when people have guns out. You stand behind them. Like, you don't stand in front of them. Right. And this guy was just really testing my limits. So, anyway, you're supposed... So, what he was, I think, trying to say was, like, you you hold out your weapon, you aim it at the target, and then you kind of relax your gaze, and then you squeeze. So you're sighted in, but if you're, if you're like, really focusing on the target the whole time, you you're kind like of start grip. to shake, and you grip, and you tense up. But that was not his advice. That's not what he said. He just said, don't look at the target. So looking back, you can interpret it as, like... Yes. Now that I know how to shoot... Some kind of metaphorical... <laughs> yes. Piece of wisdom. Yes. Now that I know how to shoot and shoot well, which like after that day, one person helped me do like a trigger control drill and boom, got it. And then I was a great shooter after that, like a top shooter. But just telling someone not to look at the target is not helpful. Nor are you a teacher because if you just yell the same thing at someone and they're <laughs> clearly not getting it, you're not a very good teacher. So anyway... Um, I guess I wanted to say that story because I think people assume that crimes of passion can happen really easily okay, or like if I, you had a gun, you would definitely shoot someone if you were mad, but that is just, you can be boiling and you know the moral line that must be crossed to shoot somebody and like kill them. And so... I don't know. So maybe don't don't put so much pressure on owning a gun or holding a gun or having a gun because you're not just going to go around shooting everyone that you're mad at unless you are mentally ill. Okay. When I watch movies and like there's a gun involved, I can barely like look. Like I don't know what it is in my brain. But I really have to cut, like, I cover my eyes and, like, kind of open up my fingers and, like... Really? Yes. Like, in any kind, like, really any movie with a gun. Really? Yes. What happened to I you? I don't know. <laughs> I have no experience. I have no traumatic experience. I, like, 
there's something in my brain where I just think the storyline could just change like at any second and like it's gonna you know it's gonna happen and I I I don't know it completely startles me I did not grow up like around guns or you know Bay Area California most people don't talk about guns or have them right um and moving to Colorado that's like slowly <laughs> changed it's yeah. like much more acceptable and there's like yeah. a more nuanced relationship that's but fair still I didn't know you were the person I was describing <laughs> hating guns well it's funny because I've like opened up my mind to the possibility like you mm-hmm. and I have talked about this mm-hmm. where you're on a trail alone or you're in your house alone and mm-hmm. it's like I don't know maybe sure like maybe I would like to know how to use one yeah and I've gone from being like oh, no way in the world to like, oh, yeah, maybe. Potentially, right. But well, still, the movie thing hasn't changed. <laughs> well, I imagine directors often choose to include weapons to inject tension into scenes. <laughs> but that could just be me. I don't know, maybe, because I don't feel desensitized to weapons. Every time I see a gun or pick up a gun or handle one, I am nervous every time because I respect what is in my hands. Yeah. I respect the damage that can be done. So every time I pick up a gun, it is like the first time, and I am scared of it. I'm nervous about it. But I know that there are basic rules for me to follow to make sure everyone around me and myself are safe. And then that gives me confidence. It's falling back on that elementary knowledge of, like, don't point it at anything or anyone. Point it at the ground. Make sure... You know, it's not loaded. Make sure your finger is straight and not in the trigger well. Like, it's not on the trigger. You make, you keep it off the trigger. And then you keep it unsafe all, at all times until the moment you are ready to shoot. So, oh, and you treat it like it's loaded at all times, too. So even if it's empty, there are no bullets even within a mile of it, you treat it like it's loaded mm-hmm. at all times. So anyway, when you can, like, fall back on a few basics, it sort of helps you just... Keep, keep your composure, right? So I'm surprised, too, at how many people say, I hate guns. And then later we'll be like, can you teach me how to shoot? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people do. Like, when they meet me, they don't... I'm not a gun nut. I'm not what they think of when they think of someone who can shoot a gun. And so then, they're, then the possibility gets a little closer to them. That's true, yeah. It's a little it's a little more like, oh, well Diana's not insane. Well, She's and the image in my mind of learning how to shoot a gun with you is much more digestible than like <laughs> any other scenario I can conjure up. <laughs> yeah, and I think and it's it is always like women who ask me. Um, I think men are too embarrassed to ask. Except my brother. My brother was like, Teach me how to shoot, and I did, and he was really good at it. But <laughs> it's most it's mostly women who ask me. And so one one final thing that I want to say, and then I'm turning it over to you, is as you know, I got my concealed carry license. Because oh, yeah, right. after being in the military or in law enforcement, it's very easy in Colorado to get your concealed carry permit. Because when I'm on hikes by myself, I think I might run into a bear or a mountain lion or, or... a drifter, you know, so... It is, I will say, it is the ultimate equalizer in terms of safety. 
So when I when I'm carrying a weapon, I feel like do your worst, everyone. Like <laughs> cat call me, go for it. I don't care. I don't feel afraid. Yeah. The my big issue with cat calling is that I feel scared yeah. that they're going to rape me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. At its core, that's what I feel is going to happen. They're going to follow me. They're going to leave their construction site to attack me. They're going to remember my face. They're going to know where I live or something like that. You know, that's what that's what scares me about catcalling. Right, because the little things are all associated with the horrible things. Exactly. This is going to lead to the worst possible scenario yeah. in my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I'm carrying a weapon, it's like funny to me it's suddenly hilarious because i'm like i could totally kill you if i wanted to i'm not gonna but i don't feel afraid anymore and it's so nice like when i was pregnant there was a truck of four men that drove by me on like a dusty road i was taking the road to get over to like a dog park to go for a walk and they drove past me and then they did two more passes four men in a truck what the what am i gonna do as a six-month pregnant woman, which, like, by the way, why are you catcalling a pregnant woman? But also, what am I going to do? Like, if, if they decide to just, like, throw me in the back of that truck, there's nothing I can do to defend myself. Yeah. I am wobbly and nervous for my unborn child. Like, I'm too afraid to even be able to think. My amygdala is not going to allow it. But when you're carrying a gun... Pop, 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 four bullets, that's it. One bullet into the sky, and they're gone. Right. You just have to show them that you have a gun. Gone. Have you ever showed Dust. anyone outside of uniform that you have a gun? Yes, I did it on a hike. <laughs> when Because you felt threatened, or just because? Just because I wanted, I was like very friendly, waving. But it was three men that were hiking together, and it was it was getting dark. Mm -hmm. And they saw that I was alone going up the mountain by myself. So I just kind of let my sweatshirt open up a little bit. Because it's like a big bulge. You know, like it's not... Concealed is a generous term. <laughs> like when you're not wearing a muumuu over it, you know, like... Or a big jacket. But I have it on my... I had it on my hip. On my fanny pack. <laughs> I strapped it to my fanny pack. Wait, I wish you had a fanny pack and a muumuu. And a gun. <laughs> I mean, independently, I own all three of those things. I just haven't put them together yet. But I just sort of let them see it. And it was like, okay. Like, they weren't, they didn't react, but I saw them sort of straighten up a bit. Like, all right. But I was like, hi, how are you? Like, waving to them, being friendly. Like, oh, I'm totally not going to shoot you unless, of course, you threaten me, and then I'll totally shoot you. But not, like, right out of the gate. You know what I mean? But you got to threaten me first. Like, really threaten me. Because the other thing is to remember when you're carrying a weapon, if you shoot somebody, you're going to jail. No questions asked. Right. And then your lawyer is going to, like, make things right for you. Like, it was to self-defense or whatever. But, like, no, no matter what the scenario is, you're going to go to jail. Just know that that's the case. You're getting in the police car. You go in downtown, and then <laughs> that's you might spend the night there. But like, you need to remember that there are legal circumstances that you have to have to justify your behavior. So like, you can't just be like, he he looked at me wrong, so I shot him in the leg. You know, like that yeah. doesn't work out. But you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt 
that they were going to threaten your life or they were harming you in some kind. So it's truly self-defense. Do you, like, does the fear of not being understood properly, like, say that were to happen and then you, like, tell your story and it was, like, obviously what you experienced was self-defense. But then, like, I don't know. How confident are you that you would be, like, protected under that? I'm not. That's why it's definite. Like, the the fear of our court system outweighs <laughs> the fear of what, like, a few guys might do to me. So it's always in my mind that, yeah. like. It's like a complete last resort, obviously. Yeah, yes, exactly. For more than one reason. Exactly. Sure. But I do constantly think about the legal repercussions. Okay, so I'm wrapping up here. <laughs> If you are living alone and you don't, you cannot get a dog, it's not an option. You have no security system, it's not an option. A reasonable investment is to get a gun. You go to a range near you. You try out a few. Someone tells you about them. They love newcomers. They love instructing you on the safety because they know every person who deals arms wants everyone to be safe with them. That's like an, that's like a community investment. Do you really, take a course? Do you hundred percent believe that? And then buy one. Yeah, every every person people who do who like, people who sell weapons. But yeah, people who legally sell weapons. Okay, because there are certainly not legal ways to get a weapon. But like people who are, if you're like at your co-op, your general store, your Bass Pro Shop, like yeah, places that sell guns yeah. legally are like. Do you know what you're doing? Like, you need to make sure that you do. In some states, you don't have to take a course or anything before buying a gun. Or, and, that's, and that, I think, is something where we're, we're probably lacking on gun control in terms of, like, gun education prior to owning a weapon. Yeah. It's very important. Storage, safety, maintenance, operating, all those things. So anyways, that's why I say go to a range, take a class, get acquainted, and then make your decision. <clears throat> okay, I have one final question. <laughs> okay, great. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> um, okay, so you're out in the rain and you have your goggles on and the guy's just repeating himself over and over. Uh, and like, so there's no more instruction happening. How did you like get enough points to go to like leave? Um, that day I did not. I had to go back the sec the next day. So you were there, like, what, all night or sleep? Go, till um, you had to go to sleep? <laughs> they did, like, two hours with us, and it was just not getting better for anyone. We were all doing miserably. It was, like, seven people. You all, the one, the really one teacher? Um, we had, like, two or three instructors. Uh-huh. But one guy, the so one guy was just yelling, don't look at the target. And the other guy was just showing off. He was, like, shooting with the gun upside down and, like, flipping it around, doing things that were, like, totally unsafe and totally out of our purview. Like, dude, who is going to instruct us? You're just yelling at us and showing off. This is absurd. This is what happens when you have teenagers teaching you how to use guns. Anyway. So I we went back the next day, and I think something happened where I – sleeping on it, having the time away from the range, and then going back fresh the next day, super focused in, and I did great. But yeah. not while I was moody and wet and tired and very angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to hear your story. 
This podcast is sponsored by The Stapers Group. It's a personal cybersecurity company located here in the Valley that can protect your family and all their devices, your private estates, or simply teach you how to use tools like a password manager and antivirus software. Check them out at www.stabers.com. That's S-T-A-B-E-R-S.com. This podcast is sponsored by Fruition Studio, a marketing company based out of Carbondale, Colorado, that serves entrepreneurs and small businesses through heart-centered creative. Whether you need your marketing done for you or you're looking for a coach to help take you to the next level, visit fruitionstudio.com. My story is completely different. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's why I like this topic, because I knew we would have polarizing views. So all week, I've been like, when in my life have I had any experience with a gun? Okay, so only a couple things have come up. Some of them I already said. Just living here and, like, changing... Even, like, starting to imagine the possibility um, and, like, the having... The possibility of having a gun? Yes. Oh, okay. And learning how to use one mm-hmm. and carrying it around. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been plenty of times where I'm out and, like, you know, kind of scared mm-hmm. of, like, big animals or, like, dudes. Mm-hmm. Um and it's been really interesting to even, like, consider it at all. Um, living alone for the first time definitely opened yeah. up. Like, oh, was this the fir- is this in your recent history the first time you've ever lived alone? This is the first time I've ever lived alone, really, ever. Wow. Because any other time I've lived alone, it's been, like, in, like, a duplex or, like, a room off of a house, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, like, very near other people. Yes. And I'm still kind of in that situation, but I don't know. It's, like, more closed off, and I have been in there alone for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Which, by the way, is such a... I think everyone should have the experience of living alone for a while. Yeah. You need to really know what solitude feels like. And it's not like you're in the middle of the woods by yourself. Like no. you've got neighbors and friends and everybody around you. But when you close your door and it's just you in a space, I don't know. I think there's some maturity that is forced into you. Well, it took a while to get used to. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even scared because this town is like so small and so cute and like I'm not very far from other humans. <laughs> but still, it's kind of unnerving. And then I had an experience with a person who made me start locking my doors, mm-hmm. um, which I never did before here. You slept with your doors unlocked? Yes, in this town, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I've never done that in my entire life. Yeah. I've never slept with doors unlocked. Even camping in a tent, I'm freaking out the whole time because I'm like, I am just out in the open here. Like, what if you had a lock on your zipper? It wouldn't matter. <laughs> wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. You're right. <laughs> Nylon's not going to save you. <laughs> Somehow, actually, I feel like I would feel better. But anyways, okay, so you were sleeping with doors unlocked, and then you had an incident or something. 
yeah, I started locking my door and I started thinking more seriously about having something like mm-hmm. that I knew how to use. Um, and I'm still kind of in that space of just even imagining it. Mm-hmm. The, the first story I can remember, though, that has to do with a gun, which wasn't a gun. It was like an image of a gun <laughs> that relates to working <laughs> is in high school Uh senior year okay okay we had to do this project at the end of the year (laughs) and I don't even know what the intention behind the project was I don't know it was for an English class and whatever the project assignment was I did it and what I did was a painting of a gun and maybe it was I don't know maybe it was a statue I don't know maybe it was like a 3d thing I'm not sure Anyways, it was like a gun and flowers coming out of it. Wow. <laughs> Which I thought was like so cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, the coolest <laughs> when you're in high school. It's like torment and beauty in one. Right. I don't know what my message was or like <laughs> what my statement was. Badass and hot. I don't know. <laughs> but don't know. it was like really deep. <laughs> um, anyway. So I presented it and then like our teacher met with everyone one-on-one to like talk about their projects because which was really cool and actually I've seen him like one or two times since high school like he keeps up with a lot of his old students like he's really interested in like their life after school. Would you like to say his name or no? I don't know are we saying names? Mr. Donovan. (laughs) Mr. Donovan. <clears throat> Mr. Donovan, you know who you are. There you go. Um, okay, so we had this this meeting about it, and I was, like, so excited because I was, like, really into art, and I thought I was going to study art, and I had this website where I was, like, going to sell my art. Oh, and that's cute. Yeah, we sat down to talk about it, and he's like, okay, yeah, your art's good, and, like, your writing's good, but, like, what's really good is that you made this website and I was like so heartbroken (laughs) I was like oh my god but I'm a writer like I'm an artist and you're like talking about how Mm. my real gift is that I made a website to like sell it like I was like so disappointed by this (laughs) and it's so funny because I completely forgot about that until really like five minutes before this podcast recording and now that you're an adult wouldn't wouldn't you be most impressed with that oh my god hello (laughs) wouldn't that be the thing that you would be most impressed with he noted like he said my gift was being an entrepreneur basically yes i don't think he used those words but like here that was what he was getting at yeah that's what i ended up doing yeah mr donovan knew good yeah and uh i think that's pretty it's a true educator I think that's pretty wild. So the image of the gun with the flowers is that is that the is that your gun? <laughs> is that your gun story? <laughs> well, it's just is about a great teacher. <laughs> I was afraid he was going to shoot you at the end of it. <laughs> no, nobody got shot, and I don't think my I don't know what happened to my artwork. I mean, I'm so glad that uh, that's how it ended. <laughs> My only great gun story, <laughs> great one. My only stories around real guns. I've shot one, 
Uh-huh. I held another one. Uh-huh. Um, I've slowly become more accepting of them. That's all I got. I'm scared of them in movies. Yeah. <laughs> and none of those relate to work. The closest one is my heart, my uh, gun with flowers coming out of it. That's cool. Well, good for you, I guess. <laughs> um, I would also like to mention that women are generally better shooters because we can lower our heart rate and get really calm when we shoot. Really? Yes. Women can lower their heart rate more easily? Yes. We can, like, I, I don't know, maybe it's a function of, like, not having as much testosterone. But huh. we can sort of calm and get into a a nice slow breath and slower heart rate, which steadies you for shooting. So, and honestly, when I when women do learn to shoot, boy, it's really magical because... You don't have to ever shoot anything in your entire life. But to know that you can do it, it's like yeah. this really, oh, it's just like a, such a superhero or superpower to have it. To just know that you can do it. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I, I don't need guns in my life. I don't need to operate them. But I can if I if I want to. See, it's funny because I see like, you know, the like bimbo characters in horror movies mm-hmm. that like end up like they have like one last chance to save everyone's life <laughs> if they can just like shoot the gun right <laughs> yeah and you're like god damn it like if I-, I never picked up a gun but like if i was in that situation i could do it yeah right i don't that's probably entirely untrue right that you would just know well or, like be good at it you know like, it depends try. on the distance of course <laughs> But generally, in those movie scenarios, they're very close to their target. <laughs> they should definitely be able to to shoot them. Although a friend of mine I, who I just saw said that he was doing, he was going for his concealed carry in Utah, and you have to take a class there. Even if you have military training and everything, you always have to oh. take a class because they want to know that you can shoot a gun before you get your concealed carry, which I think is a pretty good, pretty good standard. And he said, it's been a long time since I've shot. He was in, in the Marine Corps with me. He said, it's been a long time since I've shot. And I wasn't like, we only got like a little bit of instruction. But compared to just regular people off the street, you, he was like, you'd be amazed. I mean, two yards away and people aren't even hitting the target, like the paper. Like bullets are, bullets are just flying everywhere. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it. so maybe, maybe people... It's more likely that people would miss a target that's standing right in front of them. Well, now I wonder. They're tricky little things. They're, like, again, rifles, like a long gun, a long weapon, is much easier to shoot accurately, depending on the distance, than a short little, like, pistol handgun type of thing. Those are very, they're very hard to, to manage. Because you're always shaky, you're always jerky, you're anxious, and so it's much harder to just have a steady hand. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I loved your story. <laughs> really, it didn't sound like it. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? No. Oh. <laughs> I did you love said, your story. Oh. <laughs> I. Anyway. Well, I did. Well, I was thinking there was going to be like a gun at the end mm, of this story there was somewhere. A- <laughs> There wasn't much of a story arc. Ah. 
Smart. Um, well, but I also think your perspective is very important because I think it's the one that is more common. Mm-hmm. I think there are fewer people who are comfortable, not comfortable, but like, because I'm not comfortable with guns. But yeah, but you know, how I you can, use them. I can, yeah, I can confidently use one. And you believe in them. Like, I feel like those two pieces are. What do you mean believe in them? Like they're. Yeah, like you're not against guns, obviously. Sure. And you know right. how to use them. So like, right. those are the two Okay, okay. Pieces. I don't know what you meant by believe in God. <laughs> well, they're real. <laughs> it's like when people don't believe in marriage. You're like, you could, it's a real thing. I feel like you just need to choose your wording better. You don't support the institution of marriage and don't subscribe to it. But you kind of have to believe in it. It's real. <laughs> okay, well, that's, uh, that's it, I guess. Do you have any, anything to add? No, I don't have anything. Okay, great. Well, stay safe, everybody. If you want, if you need advice on getting a gun, if you're like on the edge or you're not sure, go to our Instagram page at a podcast. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a podcast. Go to a workplace podcast on Instagram and shoot us a little message. We'll help you out. I'll help you out. Yeah, Diana will help you out. I'll I'll (laughs) let you know if you're talking to me. (laughs) And I'll forward, you know, I'll let her know there's a message to be reviewed. If you need to be convinced not to get a gun, also go to a workplace podcast on Instagram and talk to just Paige. (laughs) (laughs) I probably won't convince anyone either way. That's true. I'll say, hey, what's up? You'll just support them in whatever they do. (laughs) You just have to leave. Hey, we just want to talk to you. That's all. (laughs) Just, just, just message us. Okay. Well, thanks everybody. We're out. We out. Bang. That's A space workplace. You found us here. Now click subscribe so we can keep filling your ear holes and get us on Instagram at a workplace podcast. What workplace? I don't know.